0: Welcome to Teach Think Treat. This podcast is for healthcare professionals and students about teaching and learning in a busy clinical setting. Whilst our setting is a tertiary paediatric hospital, our experiences and challenges are shared by many professionals and students in other clinical environments. The Royal Children's Hospital Education Hub acknowledges the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation as the traditional custodians of the land from which we provide our services. We pay respect to the ancestors, elders and emerging leaders of the Kulin Nation and extend our respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Australians accessing our resources. On any given day at the RCH, we can have several hundred students undertaking placements here with us learning about paediatric healthcare. So join us to hear about these placement journeys, the ups and downs, and really gauge what it's like to be a student at the RCH. In this episode, we're chatting with Claudia, who is a medical student in her fourth year, who's just finishing up a placement here at the RCH. We'll hear about the department that she's been working in and what that work's been like. Um, So welcome, Claudia. And before we begin, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm Claudia. I'm a fourth year medical student, the fourth and final year, which is pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. And we're just approaching the end of our second last placement forever as a student. It's been really, really challenging, this whole degree, but Mm. it's been really nice to come to the children's. It's definitely something I want to do Mm -hmm. um, in terms of my career and in terms of just me personally, I suppose. Really interested in sport and I'm training for a half Ironman, so I like to keep nice and busy outside of uni. And literally yesterday, I got a Great Dane puppy, so (gasps) I'm now a dog mum as well, which I'm really excited about. What's the puppy's name?
0: Nigel. Nigel. Yeah. He's going to be a big boy. Yeah, (laughs) That's beautiful. And I guess, you know, this uh, podcast, we're talking with people from all different healthcare professions or students, educators. So in terms of the course that you've been doing and the placements, so you're saying second last placement of all your placements, have you done a lot of placements before this or what? What? What's the placement experience like in your course?
1: Yeah, um, so Melbourne Uni has a four-year Doctor of Medicine course. The first year is based on campus at the uni um, where it's more theory-based and um, the sort of biomedical sciences and things like that. And then from second to fourth year, um, there's no uni contact at all. It's all your learning is done on the wards um, and on placement. So I've pretty experienced now as a student, that is, um, on the wards, which has been really good. I think it's really helpful to learn from seeing patients rather than from a textbook. It's just so Mm. much easier to conceptualise things. Mm. And you just remember that, you know, Joan, who's the 86-year-old, had that heart thing and then it sticks with you or that Tim had, um, you know, that really random autoimmune disease and you just sort of remember things better by associating them with faces. Yep. And I still do that today. So it yep. has been really, really handy. I love yeah. that.
0: So when you're like thinking about exams and things coming, I feel like, oh yeah, that was Tim. Okay, I've got yep. this. Yep. Go back to Tim in my mind. Exactly that. <laughs> um, and so you're at the RCH at the moment for, for, uh, for four weeks, but have you undertaken placements elsewhere or at the RCH?
1: Yeah. Um, so this is my third time at the RCH So in third year, we do an eight-week paediatric term, um, which I did last year here, and it was really, really good. So they split it up into two weeks of four where I was on the general paediatrics team um, and then neurology, Um, so four weeks and four weeks, which is great because in that amount of time, you can get to know your team and Mm. you can sort of start to get a sense of um, patients as they progress through their journey in the hospital rather than coming in And seeing a different team every day where Mm. there's no consistency and no follow up on um, a patient's condition. Mm -hmm. So it's better for our learning as well that we Mm. see the way that a team rounds and what they kind of tweak every round and Mm -hmm. things like that. And then also earlier this year, I did a student teaching placement here at the Children's as well, which was really, really good. So we were um, teaching first and uh, third year medical students um, on their um, paediatric journeys And just giving them information sessions on um, OSCE sessions, like um, how to do a newborn exam, for instance, or how to counsel a parent about their um, child's new asthma diagnosis. Mm. So um, that was really helpful for us as fourth years as well, um, because it really consolidated that knowledge for ourselves. And since I've done that and have been asked to examine um, little babies here at the RCH, I feel like I've got a lot more confident by teaching Mm. um, and then subsequently doing myself. Um, that's that's yeah. so
0: interesting um, to hear that that model is used where you have the students who are further along in their their degree, coming back and demonstrating the skills and consolidating the skills and articulating your practice. If You can articulate it, then you, you can do it. That's a really interesting uh, way of learning to hear that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it works really well. I think they've done this program for a few years now and it's good because it's small group as well. There was only five of us doing that elective placement and it gives us a break as well from being on the wards and, you know, being kind of a fly on the wall on a ward round. So it's really good to get involved. And all five of us were very passionate about pediatrics and teaching as well. And so, yeah, we learnt heaps ourselves um, about teaching as well. I didn't yeah. realize how much is involved in teaching and I've got newfound respect
0: <laughs> for my teachers at school in how much theory they have to know Absol- to be good teachers. Absolutely. And within healthcare, we, you know, we do operate in this, this kind of apprenticeship model where we're developing that solid foundation is is so important. So sounds like what you were saying just before, I'll take you back with your, your learning that you're reflecting on that you're having right now. It's shifting away from kind of, okay, what are the direct practice skills? You know, what's the hands-on kind of care that I'm providing? Now you're starting to think about rounds and teams and being in a hospital system and and those kinds of things as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, It's very difficult
1: at the start going from um, being at uni in a Mm -hmm. lecture hall or in an anatomy lab to then trying to apply the same way that you've been learning for years and years from school where you memorise things from a book and then repeat it on an exam. Versus trying to talk to Joan again, um, who will tell you straight away what she's got rather than you being able to deduce it out of, Mm. you know, a good history, Mm. um, which is very different to how we learn. Because in the classroom, it's all, you know, it's all a mystery and you have to ask XYZ question to get to the diagnosis. So it is very different translating textbook learning to the hospital setting. Um, So that's the first hurdle. And then once you become comfortable with talking to patients and it's not this big ordeal um, in finding someone and, oh, my goodness, they're telling me all this personal information. Once you get past that, then it's about sort of looking at the dynamics of the team and what Mm. role each person has, which is so important as well, particularly towards the end of medical school, we're focusing on sort of career practical skills of being an intern. Mm. Um, And so it's really interesting looking at what the role of the intern is and what sort of tasks they escalate up to their registrar and what they manage on their own. And when they look to nursing and allied health staff Mm. as well. Mm. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of observing more than just the, the scientific medicine yep. in yep. a hospital. You figured out the
0: puzzle piece and now you're like, okay, but where does that go yeah, <laughs> in the puzzle? Yeah, yep. exactly. <laughs> Given you are someone who is towards the end now of their degree and have, has done an, a number of placements, I'd love to hear from you, Claudia, about pre-placement and what what preparations do you make when you're coming into a placement at a hospital?
1: Yeah, It kind of depends on the rotation, I suppose. There are some things that just sort of stick in your mind a bit better than others. And for me, anything surgical just goes straight over my head. So I always have to do a bit of reading up on anatomy. For this placement, I'm on the anaesthetics rotation, which um, is an elective. So I'm very lucky to be here. Mm -hmm. Um, And we only have done a week of anaesthetics in our medical degree in second year. So that's a long time ago and I haven't really looked at it since. So beforehand, I was a little bit more proactive than I normally am with rotations, just because I know that I really want to do pediatrics. Mm. And so I wanted to be able to slot in without having to lag and, and learn stuff on the way. So I looked at sort of the same principles from second year in terms of anesthetics. I had a look at the RCH guidelines. They're just the Bible for, <laughs> for all things pediatrics. And I found it really helpful so that when the anesthetist asks you about the mechanism of action of a particular drug or some sort of cardiac physiology that you've Mm, got some mm. hope of answering it without looking like a blumbering (laughs) idiot.
0: But you're also here to learn and it's okay. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. They're very lenient. Does the university support you in terms of any pre-placement arrangements or are there any, do do you come back together with your, like your year-level cohort at all? Or you are just kind of told Claudia, this is where you're going this time. They're pretty supportive. So it's broken up into hospital sort of
1: clinical schools. So the cohorts become smaller. Mm -hmm. Um, So each hospital has around 60 or so um, students, the big metro ones that Mm -hmm. is. Um, And then there's lots of rural students too. And the hospital clinical schools are really, really good at giving us extra lectures to sort of consolidate what we might have learned on that rotation. And oftentimes there's either an intersession week or in our fourth year, they call them teaching and learning weeks, Mm. where they give you a chance to watch some lectures, maybe from the rotation you've just done or in preparation for the next one to let you sort of recalibrate um, and consolidate what you've learned. Mm. And then the uni also gives us materials centrally um, in terms of lectures that we can watch at our own pace and also First Nations health tutorials as well, which are run Mm -hmm. uni-wide, which are also really helpful. And, yeah, they do support us in all of that, I think. That's fantastic. And do
0: you have, you know, obviously you'd have someone in the course that you contact. Do you guys have like a supervisor or do you have a person that you can go to if you need to talk to about things? Yeah, totally. There's heaps of different people for different reasons. My
1: clinical school. The admin staff are fantastic. If there's um, been a form that you know hasn't got signed <laughs> sure. off by a particular date or, or things like that, they're really really good at what they do. And then there's the uh, medical side of things as well. Um, if we're yeah, if we're struggling, there's heaps of people to talk to either within the team that you're uh, rotating through, say the gen med team. Um, you might ask your registrar or your consultant to talk about something. Mm. If something upset you on a particular day, they're really good. But then if you've got an issue with you're learning or you feel like you're struggling, then the clinical school uh, team are really, really supportive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And you were saying before that you are training for a half marathon, which is incredible. So it sounds like staying fit and healthy is also something that helps you kind of deal with the rigor of the, the rotations that you're doing. Aside from that, or I'd love to hear more about that, but are there any personal things that you think about or prepare for or that help you with your own self-care going through this process as well?
1: Yeah, uh, for me, sport plays a big role in that. Signing up for this half, well, I haven't signed up yet, but I will (laughs) sign up for the Half Ironman uh, next year down in Geelong. I'm actually really excited. It'll be really fun. I think the endorphins that it gives you from doing a training session are just so incredible and it really sets you up for a good day. Mm. And I feel really grumbly if I don't at least go outside for a walk in the morning. I think Mm -hmm. it's really important for my mental health. But definitely the power of self-care isn't to be underestimated Um, in a course like medicine. There's just so much intensity in the study (laughs) and then trying to apply what you study on the wards. So for me, just making sure that I see my friends a lot throughout the week, even um, like I go out to dinner with my friends once or twice a week Mm. and then on weekends as well. Um, I find that helps keep me sane. So some social catch up away from the hospitals or away from medicine, a bit of a break. Yeah, totally. Mm. Um, And just to switch off, leave the hospital at the hospital um, kind of thing. I love cooking and just hosting people, Mm. watching TV, all the usual stuff. But I think sport for me is the thing that's probably kept me alive um, Mm. in this course because it Mm. is pretty intense. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, definitely. It's a marathon.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: (laughs) For sure. Um, And so I guess sitting here at the end of this placement, which is your last placement at RCH, and then one more to go, I'd love to hear your overall impressions of, I guess, the time at at RCH and your experiences here. Yeah, I
1: think from walking through the doors, you can tell that this place is really well organised and caters to students really, really well, more so than other hospitals, I would say. The staff are really, really good and proactive at sending emails before a placement, letting you know what the kind of expectations are, you know what the time commitments are of each kind of rotation and who to contact if you're in trouble or you know, if you need some extra help. Whereas I find that at other hospitals, they're really friendly and everything, but they would never send you an email detailing you know what's expected of you um, to the same degree as okay. RCH and in terms of being here as well like this is a beautiful hospital objectively <laughs> it's gorgeous it's got so much cool stuff mm. um and that also translates and makes everyone feel happier i feel like everyone's just generally happier on their feet So rotation. tell me what,
0: tell me what you mean by cool stuff what does that yeah. mean <laughs> um, Even like lame things like the colour of the walls
1: and the sculptures and the fish tank and the fact that you've got little kids running around, (laughs) Um, some of them are obviously in a lot of distress, but in the um, sort of main foyer, it's predominantly laughter and Mm -hmm. looking at the big fish. So... The vibe when you walk into the hospital, lack of a better word than vibe, (laughs) um, is really, really lovely. Um, And it's really different to adult hospitals, which are a little bit dated and a little bit, you know, sad and tired, Mm. which kind of make you feel a little bit work mode rather Mm. than work and play Mm. uh, mode uh, when you walk in. I love
0: that work and play. That's something that's so important in paediatrics, you know, to be thinking about these little people are children and this is what's important to them and we need to be working with them on their level and yeah. thinking about that. Beautiful reflections about the impact of the environment as well. You know, this new hospital, um, we moved in I think in 2012 into the new hospital and it used to be hobbled together with all the old buildings, but it is lovely to have a really specific space that's been been developed for for paediatric practice. Yeah,
1: totally. And then there's the staff as well are so lovely and everyone's really into teaching, Mm -hmm. which is good. I think in being such a high level quaternary, I suppose, children's Mm -hmm. hospital, Mm -hmm. everyone bar a few people is here to learn um, Mm -hmm. and they're in training. Most people are still training and learning. So I think it's just got that wonderful culture of, you know, you can ask questions no matter how stupid they might seem and people take you seriously. And you feel pretty part of the team, yep. um, which is really great compared to some other placements where you feel a bit like a barnacle on a boat. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, Well, that's really lovely to hear, Claudia. Absolutely, I, you know, I, I can say this hospital and certainly the education hub. We we care very much about education, and that's at all levels across across your career. The learning yeah. never stops, does it? So, yeah, exactly. um, definitely. Can you? Tell me like a little bit more about what it might look like for a, a, a day for you in the anaesthetics team that you're doing this rotation in. What, what does that look like?
1: Yeah. Starts early, which ha- I don't it? I don't mind. I, it's a bit self-inflicted. I get up at five and go for a run or a ride, yep. um, but then at the hospital by about 7.45 mm-hmm. or so, get my little mandatory coffee and yep. um, then go change into scrubs and in theatre by about eight. And then I have a look to see what sort of list I'd like to see for the day, which is exciting too, because even though the um, anaesthetics is mostly similar, there's different variations of ways that they anaesthetise kids depending mm. on what sort of um, case it is, whether it's ENT or you know neurosurgery. So I kind of pick and choose what I'd like to observe for the day, um, go and introduce myself to the very friendly anesthetists. <laughs> And it's great because there's usually a consultant and either a fellow or a registrar um, Mm -hmm. who are obviously very, very advanced in their careers, but they're still learning. So it's good to hear the consultants teaching them um, and then sort of toning it down a little bit for the med students so that we can understand and have a chance at keeping up with what's going on. Mm -hmm. And anesthetics is great because you get to be a bit more hands-on than if you are on a ward round. Ward rounds are great because they're very intern applicable skills, like writing notes, um, you know, doing an exam and quickly jotting down your findings. But in anaesthetics, it's just this really amazing world of you know helping intubate children and lots mm. of practical things like IVs and putting in urinary catheters, mm. which are things we probably will have to do one way or another, but don't <laughs> get much practice yep. at. So I'd go and observe a morning list and then come have some lunch. Obviously, the RCH is so well equipped with food <laughs> options, it's almost overwhelming. So, I'd do that and then go back in for another couple of hours in the afternoon to see another couple of cases. And mm-hmm. then by then, pretty, feeling pretty exhausted uh, from the early start, and then, yeah, head home, do a little bit of reading on a case that I might have found interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Fridays, we have a case discussion uh, with a couple of the fellows and the students who are joining me uh, the final years who are on their rotation. And we go and talk about um, sort of interesting cases we've seen that week Mm. and unpack the medicine a little bit Mm -hmm. of that. That's a typical day slash week.
0: Sounds great. And so those Fridays where you're back with your cohort, they're fellow students who are not just in anaesthetics, they're all over the hospital. And then you bring a case and talk
1: about cases. Yeah, Yeah. and there's only uh, five of us doing this rotation at the moment because we're fourth years, we all kind of know each other pretty well. Mm -hmm. So it's nice. It's not nerve-wracking at all. We're just talking amongst friends. Um, about interesting cases and talking about differentials and just cool things that you see. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. A
0: nice week. Yeah. (laughs) It's been really good. It's gone
1: so fast. I wish I was here longer. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I guess that's a a great opportunity to ask you the next question, I suppose, and, you know, has your time at RCH and has this placement uh, impacted on your future plans or your career goals? I think
1: it's really reaffirmed that I want to work with kids um, in my career. And I have seen peds in other hospitals, which is also lovely. So I know that I want to do peds, but being in that environment, like I said, I was earlier, just really helps consolidate the fact that that's a career that I want to be part of. And I want to work with similar minded people who like to play instead of examining the children. Yeah, being here has definitely helped with that. Um, Mm. And I've seen it across lots of different specialties now. I've been here for... 12 weeks, 16 weeks in total, actually. Yeah. Um, and that's obviously not long in the scheme of life, but for us as med students, that's a bit. And yeah. I'm so,
0: so happy to have been here. It's mm. been really great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So thinking about paediatrics in the future yeah, oh, that's definitely for us. All right. I want to ask you in terms of your displacement your, or, or the placements that you've had, what's been the biggest challenge that you've faced or how did you, I guess, manage the situation or over, overcome that challenge?
1: Yeah, I think being a med student, um, and I can only speak for medicine, not mm. any other allied health group, but I think the hardest thing with this being a student is that you want to get involved um, and sort of show that you you care and you're interested, but it's really hard when everything's very specialised and you've got very basic knowledge about the things that um, you're seeing um, in the patients in front of you. So it is really difficult when you get asked a question that's seemingly very straightforward to the doctor. But mm. to you as a student, it's like you rack your brains and think, "Oh, I've read that buzzword somewhere. What was that associated <laughs> with in my head? Like song and dance about that condition. What was that? What did that M stand for?" And to feel as though you're really stupid is probably the hardest thing about all placements, pretty much everywhere. And I think med students have really high expectations of themselves. And mm. if you can't recall something straight away, then you sort of get a bit frazzled, and then it leaves you feeling very like unconfident um, going forward in, mm-hmm. in the next sort of set of questions you might get asked. And none of the questions are asked with any kind of like malice or trying to make you feel bad. It's mm. more just to sort of enhance your learning. And it does because when someone asks you something and you answer it wrong and they tell you the right thing, you tend to remember that, like associating Joan with her COPD. <laughs> but, yeah, it's definitely really hard to overcome that for me. I think just feeling like I, I know enough, but it's just so little in the scheme of what's yet to come in the yeah. career. And that's frightening too, the fact that I eventually hopefully will know as much as some of these training doctors, because it just seems monumental mm. um, at the moment. So it can feel a tiny bit just like isolating for a second when you think, oh, I've put in all this work and I still just know nothing. <laughs>
0: yeah, That's a really... um that's a really challenging way to feel. And I, mm. I think you're not alone in feeling that, Claudia. How do you, in those times where you're sitting there and you're like, oh God, mm. <laughs> what do I do? How do you manage those situations? You know, you're you're almost at the end of this degree. So you must have a, some some strategies that you use now or mm. ways that you think about things.
1: Yeah, I suppose. It's just exposure therapy, I think. So from second year when we got asked even more straightforward questions, because we were very fresh baby med students then, I think just going through and repetitively being put in that sort of situation just sort of sets you up to think that, you know, I'm I'm not a failure because I don't know this mm. niche question. But at the same time, you know, it's good to learn from these things and knowing that it will probably consolidate a concept in your mind if you talk about it or the doctor draws a very artistically accurate (laughs) diagram on the wards. So sometimes you come home with this notebook full of all these little scrolls and that helps. It does feel really disheartening all the time when you get asked things that you don't know and you think you should. But yeah, just to make sure that you think that, you know, you are studying and you are studying the materials that the uni is providing you. And, Mm. um, you know, Melbourne Uni's obviously got a fantastic reputation um, for medicine and to sort of have some faith that they know what they're doing in terms of the uh, like level and extent of topics to teach. Mm. So I sort of tend to fall back on that a bit and just have a look back at the lectures and see what detail they kind of went into and just yep. to make myself feel a bit better if it's something that's way beyond my pay grade.
0: Yep. Yeah. And that's it. You know, you're at this stage in your career and it's okay not to know everything. And in fact, that's what placement is about, not knowing everything and giving you that opportunity to safely put some of the things you've learned into practice, but also learn those new things. Mm. Uh, But yeah, you're right. It it can be daunting. That's for sure. Have you had in your time here at the RCH any particularly meaningful experiences? I think it's just such a blessing to
1: be able to be here and talk to kids who are really sick and I know that sounds really generic, but like you you just don't get to see that anywhere else. And just to talk to parents who are really worried and then see the team intervene and come back with a test result and go, aha, uh-huh, we've got a diagnosis and here's how mm-hmm. we're going to fix it. I think to me, that's incredibly special um, and something that I want to be a part of later on in, in my career. In anaesthetics specifically, I think it's the same thing Um, just seeing, you know, a five-year-old who's really anxious about having surgery and then being able to play with them while the anaesthetist talk to the parents and calm them down a little bit. Like there's this one boy who was in near hysterics, Mm. but... I managed to somehow, you know, play with him. And we were just squeezing all these like little um, jelly kind of toy things and like building towers and stuff. Mm. And by the time we got into the anaesthetic bay, he was pretty calm and happy. And I thought, wow, you know, I'd kind of helped with that. And I assume that I've done the anaesthetist mm-hmm. a little bit of a favour, which felt really good. And And watching the parents also relax mm-hmm. a little bit, knowing mm-hmm. that their son had sort of calmed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So little bits and pieces like that where, you know, as a student, you can't really do an awful lot, but just to to take initiative enough to to realise that you can do little things that are actually
0: helpful and meaningful. Meaningful and that human connection, absolutely Mm. meaningful. What you've just described to me is so striking in that if this little person in that family has to have another procedure where he needs an anaesthetic or not, or he's having some kind of an invasive procedure, he'll have this memory of this this woman who was there with him and she helped him regulate what was happening and calm himself down. And the parents will think, okay, no, no, he can do this. And maybe we thought before he couldn't. And there is a flow on effect. So don't think that you're not having an impact because (laughs) there absolutely is a flow on effect. You know, this, this little person then as a bigger person will go, no, no, I've got this because I know I can. And because I can trust in the healthcare team that are looking after me. Yeah. It's very powerful.
1: Yeah, that's pretty special. <laughs> and I also
0: get to play with children and call it uni. So yeah. that's always really exciting. <laughs> I think we love that coming in yeah. here and going, oh, just, you know, just catching up, having chats with kids and playing yeah. games. Well, it's a lot more than just catching up and playing yeah. games, but it's really You learn special. a lot from watching them play <laughs> games, that's for sure. And it sounds like then in terms of your own uh, growth and development are there any other important lessons that you feel that you've learned during this, this placement or your time at the RCH?
1: Mm, I think it's to ask to get involved, which is something I'm not particularly good at. I've always sort of seen my role as a student as just an observer. Mm. Um, and I think coming into fourth year, the expectation of you is that you're sort of a training intern rather than a, a medical student, although they are the same thing. In terms of being more proactive in asking for jobs to do and how you can be helpful. So I think for me, the biggest lesson, this rotation was that even if you're in an environment that's very specialised, like Mm, anaesthetics, where students don't really have that much experience, you can still ask to be Mm hands-on and the doctors are so happy to let you, as long as it's safe, obviously, (laughs) and supervised, get involved. Whereas I don't think I have done that as much, particularly not last year and the year Mm -hmm. before. Even while I was here last year, I just felt you know, like I was so out of my depth and really, really afraid to do something mm. because children are a bit more of a vulnerable population. Sure. Yeah. So I think just asking to to be more um, present and involved because at the end of the day, I'm going to have to do all this yes. stuff one way or another.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. And so tell me what have some of those things in anaesthetic look like that you've been able to do? Even
1: like I mentioned before, just trying to calm a child down. Um, mm-hmm. Usually, I would have when I was younger, younger, <laughs> two years younger, would have um, sort of stood to the side and just watched how the doctors mm-hmm. sort of handle it. But just sort of jumping in and um, having discussions with the doctors prior to seeing the mm-hmm. child um, about, you know, they're a little bit anxious, and you know, we might um, give them a sedative medication, but we also, you know, can use distraction and things, and me going, oh, can I have a, a go? Just sort of playing and distracting and things like that, and then practical things like bag masking um, mm-hmm. and you know, looking at the monitoring and helping intubate and just not being afraid to ask questions about like mm-hmm. what they're doing, why they're doing it. Yeah. yeah. And being part of that team.
0: Yeah. 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 That's great. It makes
1: such a difference to your confidence as well as a student, just knowing even when the doctors address you by your name, just something as little as that, because obviously they see so many people day and day <laughs> out. They see patients and staff and, and everyone in between. So just to, to be able to be sort of like called by your name, hey, like Claudia, come watch this or Claudia, come help with this. Mm-hmm. It really makes you feel like you're a part of the team. And I found mm-hmm. that to be pretty consistent amongst the mm-hmm. anaesthetic team here. They've been really friendly and yeah,
0: embraced teaching, which is great. That is great. And I, I guess, you know, my next question was going to be, what, what advice would you give to other students who are pursuing a similar career and, and undertaking clinical placements? at our hospital, if, if you could give some advice to med, other med students who are coming on board, what, what mm. advice you might give them?
1: Yeah. To not be afraid, even though they're children um, as patients. <laughs> I think a lot of people, because we don't really get much in the way of um, experience with talking to and, and playing with children. So, mm. I mean, luckily for me, I, sort of, I work with kids outside of med in my job. But a lot of people don't have that experience, Mm, and so mm. it can be quite frightening to go up to a child um, and to start to play. And you see people sort of awkwardly loiter, half in, half out of the room, (laughs) and you just think, oh, they're not going to bite. I mean, some of them will, but (laughs) they're mostly not going to bite. It's okay. You can mostly, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah. You can go in and draw something on their iPad, and they'll warm to you so quickly. Mm. So I would say just get over the embarrassment of you know being a little bit silly and you know making a face, a, a funny face, or putting on some stupid voice mm-hmm, to imitate mm-hmm. a soft toy. I think once you break through that barrier, the the world of Peds just sort of unlocks and you yeah. can just, you know, get the kids' trust in you, that you're not going to hurt them, that you're there to play with them. But at the same time, you're looking at all sorts of things. For instance, you know, like if they're on the neuro ward, you're looking at how they're mm-hmm. moving their arms and legs and getting a sense of their colour and their tone and their interactivity and all that stuff. So it's just, yeah, I would say to students just, don't be afraid to be a child when you're here because it really pays off and you learn so
0: much more. Mm, that relationship is so key with the patient and their family. Yeah. Um, and different from an adult context, you know. Yeah, totally. Hmm. Do you have any any final thoughts or reflections about your placement, this placement, your previous placements and your time at the RCH? RCH specifically,
1: I'm sad to leave. Yeah, I just think everything here runs so smoothly. You can tell that a lot of thought goes into um, all the rotations and organising things to make sure that they've got really, really adequate teaching staff and resources for every student who's here. So I'm just very grateful to have been here reflecting on yeah my time here. I think it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's been really, really wonderful. And I hope to come back here as a doctor one day. it would be I, really special. I hope you can come back too. <laughs> The common room here is also amazing. There's <laughs> massage chairs, uh, the balcony is beautiful, and there's a new
0: coffee machine. So, um, yeah, props to RCH. Make yep. use of the common space. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yep. Well, congratulations, Claudia, on on getting to a few days away from the end of your placement and on your achievements through this placement, but also the the four months that you've spent um, and contributed to the care here at RCH. And I wish you All the best for the the completion of your studies and and for your career in, I hope, (laughs) paediatric healthcare. Thank you so much, Alice. It was really nice to talk to you today. No worries. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Teach, Think, Treat, part of the Royal Children's Hospital Education Hub podcast series. If you'd like to hear more of our podcasts, check out our other podcast channel, Conversation with the Experts, where professionals from the Melbourne Children's Campus provide advice and insights tips and tricks, and discuss the latest research findings on a range of topics.